You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Blocking Abdallah here on a Monday night, hanging out with you. You can join us at 312-332-3776 is the phone number. We're going to talk a lot of football tonight. Uh, We have our Super Bowl matchup, Abdallah, the Kansas State Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles heading to Super Bowl 57. It will be played two Sundays uh, from yesterday. And uh, we really, when we take a look at the games, and yesterday we had a great time here on ESPN 1000. Shout out to FanDuel. We were here for four hours throughout the uh, 49ers and Eagles game. We were also here for about 30 minutes leading you into coverage of the Bengals and the Chiefs. We were both on the Bengals last night. Kansas City wins by three, 23 to 20 with a late field goal. Uh, a penalty late hurts the Bengals, but they were in it. And I knew the moment they punted the football at the end, game was over. Yeah. That's, that's how the NFL works yeah. in, in this day and age is the moment you give it up with about two minutes left to go, no matter who the quarterback is on the other side, especially when it's arguably one of the best we've ever seen yeah. in Patrick Mahomes. You knew the moment the Bengals punted, even though they didn't really have a choice, that game was going to be over. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to go for it in that situation. But at the same time, you know, you give Patrick Mahomes the ball. They did get into field goal position because of the penalty, the late penalty that are about the 50-yard line that moved them into uh, field goal range at about the 35-yard line. But, again, it wasn't that call that caused them to win. You know, you don't want to – and I've said it when the Bears lost on the field goal in the playoffs with the double doink. Don't put yourself in a situation to lose a game by three. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Well, I mean, when when you look, it was the way they started, right? Because in the second half, Cincinnati really moved the football well. Mm -hmm. And they were scoring touchdowns. And it it felt like Kansas City, even though they were out to the early lead, uh, it it didn't feel like it was something that the Bengals were not able to come back from. And, And I think that also adds to the brilliance of what we talked about yesterday, previewing the game, that like the it feels like Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, they're in every single game. Yeah. But then... When you look at it, and obviously and we're not trying to take away uh, the shine from the Chiefs getting to another Super Bowl, and Patrick Mahomes now going to play in a th- third Super Bowl in five years, it- it's extremely impressive. And he is so difficult to beat, especially when he is like rolling on all cylinders and he didn't look 100% healthy, but he was playing one of his best games I've seen him play as a professional. Yeah, I think you got the two best teams out of the four yesterday. I think that, you know, watching the Bengals play, they did have some flaws, but you have the better quarterback between Joe Burrow and uh, Patrick Mahomes making it. And then we both believe that the Eagles were the better football team than the the, uh, 49ers. Didn't think that Brock Purdy would be taken out of the game the way that he was, but I did think that Brock Purdy, when facing a better defense, when facing one of the better defenses in the NFL, that he was going to come down to earth a little bit, you know? People think that the game against the Cowboys was this blowout. They won nineteen to twelve. Like he wasn't like he was playing well, but it's not like he put up forty five points on on the Cowboys, right? So I figured that a a better defense, a much better secondary, a better pass rush would be able to get to Brock Purdy, and they did. And unfortunately, they for him they injured him, and then the the Forty uh, ers were kind of one dimensional after that, but. Because of that, the Eagles are now going to the uh, the Super Bowl, and now you're starting to see the Eagles haters come out and say, "Well, they had the easiest schedule and they had the easiest route, and they played a one to men." Okay, they're still they've still been like 
statistically one of the best teams in all of the NFL the entire season. You know, like they have a ton of wins. They have DVOA drink. They're at uh, in close to the top. They're not as high as Kansas City in some uh, categories. And like, obviously, we've got two weeks to break down the game and get into all of that as everybody else does, too. But, you know, to me, the Eagles have been top three in the NFL all season. It's been between them, the Chiefs and the Bills before they were eliminated. They were the three best teams. And then the 49ers crept in there as well. And then, But to me, the, the, the one constant, the one team that was constant as far as the top three, was all, the Eagles were always in there for me. Yeah, the first thing I wrote down uh, in regards to the 49ers and the Eagles and uh, in, in seeing Philadelphia get to the Super Bowl, I wrote down Philadelphia frontrunner all season. And that's how it's felt in the NFC. Uh, we talked about it at Football Fest. You and I were on a panel with Carmen DeFalco and the Fat Jack, and we were talking about previewing the gambling football season. And we all agreed that Philadelphia was the team that we were all expecting to kind of take a next step in this season. And this was back before training camp started, right? This was in training camp uh, before the regular season started. Um, And when we talked about that, we talked about the Eagles. It was because of their defense. We knew it was good. We also knew that they had a good running game last year. We saw what they did in the offseason, going out and acquiring A.J. Brown. So you have a number one wide receiver. Devontae Smith is also a guy coming into his own who you drafted the year before. And we thought that Jalen Hurts, with the weapons that he was given, was going to develop into something better. Did I think that Jalen Hurts would be an MVP candidate at the end of the season? We didn't say that. That's not what we said in the summer. But we did say that Philly was going to be good. Mm -hmm. And that was the team that we were kind of looking at as a Super Bowl favorite out of the NFC. I'm surprised at the play from Jalen Hurts this season. He was better than I expected. I didn't expect him to be at the level that he was. And it, it seems like, you know, obviously battling the injury that he suffered against the Bears in that contest in December. But to this point this season, he's been fantastic. That offense moves, their defense gets after the quarterback. Philadelphia. From start to finish in the NFC this season, they were the front runner all season long, and they proved it yesterday by blowing out the 49ers. I mean, we've talked about it every single year with Jalen, though, right? Like, he just keeps getting better. He just keeps getting better every single year. Look at his completion percentage. 2020, 52%. 2021, 61%. 2022, 66%. He's getting better as a quarterback every single year. We saw it in college, too. He was good uh, at Alabama. He was decent the second year. He got benched, but he didn't go anywhere. He stayed because he knew that, look, guys get hurt in college football. It's going to happen. He stayed and wanted to stay. He was more so because of the quarterback's coach. They had a very good relationship, so he wanted to stay with him and continue to learn from him. And then he transfers to Oklahoma, and we saw what he did at Oklahoma. Home and then goes to the NFL, and I just laid it out what he's been able to do. 3,700 yards this season compared to 3,100 yards last season. Uh, he's had 22 touchdowns this year, opposed to 16 last year. Like He just continues to get better, and I think that he's basically, I think he solidified himself as a top quarterback in the NFC. I'm not going to say like he's the he's top five in the NFL yet, but I'll say that he's a top quarterback in the NFC, but also the NFC's not that great. The NFC's very weak. We've gone through the quarterbacks and why we think the Bears can take advantage of a weak NFC when it comes to quarterbacks, and that's what I think what Jalen is. He's one of the best in the NFC, and he just continues to get better, and the Eagles gave him the opportunity, right? There were questions going into this season of whether or not he was going to be the guy. You're like, oh, only 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Like, can he do it? Uh, 26 sacks last season. That's a lot of sacks. He did have 38. He had more sacks this season. Um, but 
you put everything around him, a good offensive line, you add one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, and you say, hey, this is a make-it-or-break-it year for you. And obviously, he's proven that he can be the leader of this team and be one of the better quarterbacks, and now they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's why uh, you and I uh, like comparing Jalen Hurts to our quarterback here in town, Justin Fields. And it's not just because of the success that Hurts has had this season. It's because what we saw Hurts accomplish at Alabama and then Oklahoma. And with Justin Fields, what we saw him accomplish at Ohio State and then entering the league, you know, you mentioned the stats for Hurts, and it was the big jump from year two to year three completion percentage from 61% to 66.5. That's a big jump, right? And that's what you want to see from year two to year three. And that's where we look at a guy like Justin Fields here in town this year, 60%. If Justin Fields can jump to 65% next season in year three, then perhaps you may have the same type of season out of Justin Fields that the Eagles are getting out of Hurts this season. I'm not saying the Bears would have the same level of success, but hopefully Justin Fields can have that same level of progress as a quarterback because when you look at the stats, and we've gone over it uh, throughout the month of December, throughout this fall, Taking a look at the Bears and Justin Fields, his stats in his first two years are not that far off than what Jalen Hurts did in his first two years with the Eagles. The difference, though, obviously, Eagles have a better defense. Yep, They they also have much better weapons around the quarterback at this point. The best offensive line. Much better offensive line. So there's a lot of work for Ryan Poles to do to to get this uh, equation back to equal to allow the quarterback to have the success that Hurts has had. But I think when we look at the player and you say giving the player time to develop, this is why you and I have backed Justin Fields. And this is why what we saw in college was a quarterback that could get it done at the highest level. And both players are both from the same mold. And I think as long as the Bears supply Fields with some Mm -hmm. added help as far as the offensive line and some weapons and get a defense, this team is on the right path. They can win at some point, and they will be successful with Justin Fields as a quarterback. And that's why I like seeing Jalen Hurts succeed, because I think these two players have a lot of things in common. See, if they follow the blueprint, though, my biggest thing for the Bears moving forward this season is I need to know for sure. And I I think I know for sure, but I need to know for certain that. Justin Fields is the guy, right? I need to know for a fact that he's the guy. And the only way that they're going to do that, and I know people want Jalen Carter. I know people that want Will Anderson. I know people that want them to maybe take that, take one of those guys first overall or trade back to four and then end up getting Jalen Carter there or Will Anderson there. To me, it's more imperative to build this offense faster, right? Because to me, you look at the teams that were in the AFC Championship game. Where did their defenses rank? Middle of the pack. Yeah. Middle of the road. And look, they're good. They're obviously better than the Bears. The Bears had the worst defense in the NFL. But you can get by with the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm not saying that that, that, uh, Justin Fields is going to be that. But I need to know that Fields is the guy. So to me, it's more important to use those picks that you hopefully get by trading back on shoring up that offensive line and getting Justin Fields some weapons. The defense, add depth. And add pieces, but I still think they're a couple years away from competing for a championship, let alone for competing for a playoffs, competing for a division. Like, they're still a couple years away. Could they make the playoffs next year? Sure. Are they going to win the division next year? Maybe. I'm going to say probably not. They're probably going to be around 500, and maybe a 10-win team, something like that, makes it to the playoffs out of the NFC North. 
But I need to know that Justin Fields is the guy. And the only way I'm going to know that he that to know that he's the guy is if he's got time to throw the ball and if he's got weapons to throw them to. Then I can judge him properly. Because giving him a second and a half in the pocket isn't going to cut it. Giving him dudes who couldn't catch the ball if it hit him square in the hands and on the numbers isn't going to cut it. I need guys for Justin Fields that are close to what these other quarterbacks have if I'm going to know that he's going to be the right guy moving forward. 312-332-3776 is the phone number. We're talking the NFL. We're talking Justin Fields and also Jalen Hurts. Do you see what Fields can become in Jalen Hurts and the success that he's having with the Eagles this season? And also coming up next, Patrick Mahomes. And when we compare him to all-time greats, I have a reason to why maybe Tom Brady is the best example. I'll tell you about that next. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Joe? Hey, what's going on, guys? So with uh, the whole thing with Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields, to me, I feel like we're kind of uh, a step ahead of the game with the way Justin Fields has played this year. Um, It's not too often that you see a quarterback break into the league with a new coach, new offensive system, and come out and just, I mean, break Michael Vick's record. Uh, chases Lamar Jackson down. I mean, he was right there at the end. I mean, I was at a couple games this year, and to see this kid run live, it's kind of scary. Like, because he makes like he he makes these defenders look like they're little kids. I mean, his strides are so long. I mean, this guy's got some wheels. Um, I'm just waiting to see some more of the arm talent come through. Because I mean, I'm I'm like you guys. I'm a, a Ohio State fan. I, I mean, I, I watched a lot of him in college. Um, I know he's got the talent with the arm. I just feel like if we can develop him the right way, bring a, bring along some talent with him, let him grow with some young wide receivers, pop in a, a, a veteran, show some of these young guys how to, uh, to finish routes, yeah. you know? Because I feel like that's like one of the biggest things that Justin gets caught in is you see um, like Burrow and Mahomes. I mean, these guys, they're so elusive and they're so uh, quick with like their footwork's amazing. But when they step out of the pocket for that half a second, it's that half a second where you can put a double move on a guy as a wide out and you could be down the field. And we, we, I mean, we really had nobody here to do that. Um, we did last year with Allen Robinson, but I mean, he kind of seemed like he checked out. Um, but I, I feel like that as an organization, we we should be super happy, super proud that we have such a young, talented, humble young man in the quarterback room that is willing to do whatever it takes to make this franchise great. And that's what this city needs. I mean, he could he could be the 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 version of Jalen Hurts that's like 
ultra instinct. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, I got you. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for the call, Joe. And I, I'd also add, like, sitting there watching Fields, when he breaks it open, it feels like he's deceptively fast. It looks like a guy that big should not be moving as quickly as he does. And next thing you know, it's like one move, boom, he's mm-hmm. 15 yards downfield. An- another move, boom, he, 40 yards downfield. Like, his ability to get from the line of scrimmage to the first down marker to now he's like 30 yards downfield, it it was surprisingly uh, quick and impactful the way he could immediately break off a run where it seemed like there may not be much there at all. Um, but like Justin Fields, if we're going to compare him to the top quarterbacks, here's something that I saw last night in the game with Burrow and Mahomes that he's going to have to do uh, because we have not seen him do it to this point. Uh, anticipating guys being open and letting it rip. Because Burrow had a couple of throws that were incompletions. He put them right on the money. And at the moment when he released, there was no one open. And the ball hit the receiver either in the helmet, once to Jamar Chase. Also, there was a tight end on the left side that the ball was right there. It was a beautiful throw. There was no completion there in the end zone. So you and, and Mahomes does it as well. You have to anticipate that guys will be open. And I think to some of the, the point off the, the last caller is that the Bears don't really have the guys that are getting open, even when at the moment they're not. They're not breaking open where the route is suggesting them to go. See, that's the thing. It's a chicken-egg situation. I know eggs are very expensive right now. Are they? Yeah, oh I just God. bought some the other day. Dude. Made some omelets. There is an egg shortage like you wouldn't believe. Really? They yeah. looked like there were eggs in the, in the grocery store that where I went you, to. Where you got eggs at? At Jules. Where is it? Which Jules? The Jules. Which one? On Addison. I'm going to have to go to that Jules yeah. and get some get Stop some by eggs. and say hello after you go there. Some, some... They had eggs. They had fine eggs. Well, are you picky about your eggs? Dude? No, is there a certain not, egg you're looking for? Not at all. Not at all. I don't know. You seem like one of those snooty. Uh, no, God, no. You know, yeah. You can only have a certain no. style of egg. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Nope. Give me cage, uncaged, white <laughs> eggs, brown eggs, whatever. I don't care. I don't egg discriminate. Do you? Do you open the carton? Yeah, at the you store? have to. Yeah, you don't have to. You could just go rogue. Nope. You want you want to pay for a broken egg? Well, it could be roulette. You could find out when That's you get not home. How this works. I pay for a full carton of eggs. So I'm you, getting a you full inspect, carton of eggs. Do you inspect the bottom? No, I just look at it and I can. You so can tell. only the tops. Because if the bottom is broken, it'll leak. You can not tell. Always. No, you can. Not always. If it's not leaking, then it's not. Uh, then the the membrane isn't uh, pierced, and so it's still a good egg. <laughs> if it's not leaking. All right. So there's an egg good. shortage. There's an egg shortage. Yeah, because of avian flu. Okay. Yeah. Not so, like the kind so of people would, get. What does this have to do get. with football? My point is that oh, okay. how, like. <laughs> How much of this is remedied? How farther along would Fields is like? Because the conversation I heard some people having today and yesterday no after names. the game is no, no, no. It's just people on Twitter. Just and people, people on the street. Yeah, people on the street. The dude out front over here. Uh, <laughs> the guy in front of what used to be Old Navy, just you know, yelling about it. You're going to hell with those cigarettes. He's talking about this too. He was like, imagine if the 49ers had Justin Fields. Uh, you know, like is because that's the thing is like, imagine if Fields had. A better offensive line, not the worst offensive line in the NFL that gave up the most sacks in the NFL. Imagine if he had a, a, a decent number two, like just not even like a like a good number two, just a halfway decent second wide receiver. Imagine if he had a number one wide receiver like we saw him make these throws in college because he had a very good offensive line and he had great weapons. We've seen him throw guys open. We've seen him do all that. The problem is. You can't trust any of these guys. So 
as soon as they make that change, which is why my emphasis in this draft and free agency is, yes, I understand you need to fix the defense too, but I, but it's more important to me to figure out what Justin is so you're not sticking around for sticking on him for too long. Because if he proves to you after you add weapons and after you add an offensive line that he's not the guy, you need to move on. Right. So to me... I need to get him weapons. They need to get him weapons. They you need know, to get him sooner yeah, than later. I need to know. And that's why give him, you know, imagine if he was in the situation with the 49ers. Do you think that they would have been out of that game? Of course not. Do you think that no. if he's, if you put him into any of these teams, the only two, like, especially on the Eagles, I feel like if you put him on the Eagles, he'd be comparable to Jalen Hurts. Like, he's not Mahomes. He's not Joe Burrow. But I feel like pretty confidently he could be Jalen Hurts. He could be comparable to Hurts next season. Yes. Next season, I would be disappointed if Justin Fields is not putting up the numbers that Hurts put up this season. As long as they fix the offensive line and give him some weapons. Pat in the South Loop, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, what's up, gentlemen? What's How up, man? Uh, yeah, so listen, I totally feel you on that. Uh, definitely got to get uh, Fields some help in the receiver. Uh I think Claypool's going to be fine. I think Mooney's fine, but I think they operate better as a number two and a number three. Uh, but as far as the draft goes, uh, can't pass on Carter or, or Will Anderson Jr. There's a, unless there's a scenario where we were able to trade with a team to get a legitimate number one receiver uh, that's already active. So this draft does not have any elite wide receivers that are, that are set to become uh, plug and play number ones. Maybe Jackson Smith, the jig buff, I think he would be the closest thing to it. Uh, you look at the teams that have played in the championship weekend. So uh, you had the Eagles, who had the sixth overall defense. You had the 49ers, who had the number one overall defense. Cincinnati had the number 11 ranked defense. Now, the only middle of the pack defense actually was the Kansas City Chiefs, but you know they, their offense operates on another level because right. of Mahomes and and uh, Kelsey, I mean, that's just you can't you can't recreate that. We saw Matt Nagy try to do that, and that was a big fail. Sure. So, uh, free agency is a thing too. So, I think we'll solidify one of the tackle positions in free agency. I think the guy uh, Mike McGlinchey uh, would be a good option. He knows the system. Um, so, even Orlando Brown Jr. I mean, he's uh, and it seems kind of like it would be an overpriced deal there. And the guy wants to play left tackle, and only left tackle, so you have to move. Uh, Braxton Jones over to the right. So, and then we don't know what we have at center. So we don't know if Lucas Patrick is the guy. He was terrible at guard, but uh, I mean, there's a really good center in that uh, John uh, Smith. That John, uh, the kid from uh, Sh- the kid from uh, Schmitz, uh, the guy from Minnesota. He's mm-hmm. like six four, real beast. Okay. So I think we can get him at the end of the second round. But uh, I mean, look at what happened. Look at the guy Jones, or look at the kind of impact he had in that game. I mean, that guy, I think he had one sack, but he collapsed the pocket nonstop. And that was the that was the big difference maker. And Jalen Carter can do that. Now, I'm not opposed to a receiver, believe me, and I'm not opposed to getting an offensive lineman like Peter Skronsky or Paris Johnson uh, Jr. I think both those guys will be good. But, you know, the return's got to be right to pass on a guy like uh, Jalen Carter, who right, I think right. feels the, like our biggest need, our, our biggest need. Our defensive line was atrocious. Yeah, I'm with you, Pat. Thanks for the phone call. And I'd say this. I I think that's where Jalen Carter will be a perfect pick if the Bears can find a way to move to four. If the Bears get to four and they get more picks and they trade with the uh, Indianapolis Colts and at four you land Carter, I agree with Pat. That fixes a huge need on the defensive line. It gets things in the right direction defensively. And also you get the value for the pick. Carter at one 
to me, would seem like Ryan Poles doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Well, uh, here's the thing. That, 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 the impression I would get is that your GM had everything. Uh, he, he could have gotten everything done in this offseason, and instead you just keep the number one pick and you take a player that you could have got later in the draft because he's not a quarterback, and teams are going to move up for a quarterback. Is, are, are Jalen Carter or Will Anderson generational-type talents, or are they just the best guys in this draft, and there'll be guys like this in the next draft? I don't know the answer to that. I, I think that they We've are. We've been talking I think about Will, Will Anderson for two-plus no, years now. I know. I know they're great. I think they're great. But they're not a Will Anderson or Jalen Carter away from being a playoff team or a Super Bowl team. But the way you get closer to that is adding players like I that. I know, but I'd be fine with them trading even further, like trading back That's and fine. trading back. I don't need them to get one of those two players to say that this is a successful draft. If they trade back to nine and end up with Quinton Johnson, who I think is going to be a great wide receiver in the NFL, then that's fine too. And then you can get your your cornerstone defensive tackle next year or you can get your defensive end next year when you use that when you use the 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 panthers first round pick or your first round pick next year there's not like a guy that's like this is guy is going to fix your franchise forever in this draft at at any position really even a quarterback i don't think when you're making eggs how many eggs do you usually make it depends on how hungry i am well of course it depends so how many do you usually make two to three Two or three? Two, two, three. Two to three. Sometimes it's two. Why not just three? Sometimes it's three. Because sometimes I'm not hungry One egg it. isn't that big of a difference. It is if you're putting stuff with it. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. But now we're trying to, you know, cut back. All right. Well, there's a there's an egg uh, shortage. The uh, the batch of eggs. I, I'm not too sure about the batch that I just purchased because I was making eggs. The other. Do you know how to uh, crack an egg with one hand? I I can't. just do it all in one motion. I can't separate the egg with with your uh, index finger and your thumb. I can't. So you drop the uh, the yolk and everything out of the egg. You have the shell all in one hand. And I've then also you drop never it. really tried because I don't care. So you do the the two handed method. Yeah, I don't. I'm just trying to make eggs, man. I don't care. Well, this it, isn't, it's easier I'm to do with one hand. I'm not on the Food Network like here. You, you know, you shouldn't do it on like. The edge of a bowl, right? No, I know that. Okay, you do it on the, the flat surface, yeah, right? You know, yeah, I will wear that. Well, you hold the the egg like it's uh like it's in between your index finger and your yeah. thumb. Uh-huh. Smack it on the and then you pull apart and okay. then it drops in. Thanks, Mario Balotelli. I don't give a crap. Well, no, I, I'm not. I'm not him. At least give me someone relevant, huh? You're not worthy of that. Well. He's canceled. Why would you even go to him? Oh, he is. Yeah, he, I don't know. I just, just because you're enjoying Italy. I don't, at least I a Guy think, Fieri or something. No, Guy Fieri's or not. Or Rachel cr- Ray. Now, Gaff, you think Guy Fieri's cracking eggs with yes, one hand? Yes. Guy Fieri's throwing eggs against the wall. Give me Bobby Flay. I yeah, mean, Bobby come on Flay's now. canceled too, homeboy. Is he? Yeah, Bobby Flay's an ass. Well, I think that's different. There's different levels okay. to life. Joe, uh, Joe is at the Jewel. He wants to talk eggs. Hello, Joe. Jules, what's up, Joe? What's up, guys? I, I just went inside Jewel. Yes. Uh, I'm oh, sorry, my, my bad. Jules, bought, Jules bought, you, bought you have a, a live egg. report? 
Yeah, great. I, I do. Uh, six fifty for a carton of eggs. Six fifty. Those are like they're like two fifty three months ago. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. It's it's outrageous. I, I can't afford to keep eating eggs in this economy. It's crazy. I, I mean, a, that's twelve, a, right? So what is that? That's a little more than fifty <laughs> cents an egg. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, it's outrageous. Yeah, and I I have a question also for for Abdullah. Blucking way into yeah. but might pertain more to Abdullah. I was having a discussion with my girlfriend. We're, we've been together for a while. Think about maybe having kids. Ooh. I can't. I can't stand having diapers or doing diapers at all. Okay. My my my, my my question. My 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 prompt was sure. For the rest of life that we're together, I will pick up after every pet we ever have. No. If I don't do that, okay. Hear me it's out. not even my, close. My, Joe, Joe, really? It's not even close. We go through every, every, go through, every single time a dog Joe, goes outside. That's a lot of Joe. How many bag, times man. did your dog go outside? I grew up with three dogs at once, so that okay. was that was a daily that's different. thing. I'm telling you, with one dog, my dog will will go through two bags a day with my dog. Okay, and sometimes only one bag a day. We're going through twelve diapers a day. That's a lot. Okay, man. but hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. In black, maybe you can you yeah. can weigh in a little bit here. Yeah. Because I think Abdallah's a little bit traumatized because he's going through right now. That's going to stop in two years. Not necessarily. Right? Oh, it depends. But, but, maybe but there's dogs, another one coming. Okay. Even even then, let let's say it's two years per kid. An average dog, if you get a little one, that's ten years. If you get a big dog, you know. Nah, man. Yeah, it's for the eternity years. of their life. Nah, yeah, man. You gotta, and you gotta and, pick up. and if, let, let's say let's say we're happy together for 40, 50 years could we die? You know how many pets that is? Yeah, there's a and few dogs if, in there, right? Yeah. So there's I I feel like it might be a fair exchange. And then the other I don't caveat think it is, is my girlfriend is terrified of, of dog poop. That's the other I, I thing too. I don't so think, I think it's I can a, get her. I don't think it's a fair exchange because there are things that I f- am finding out about newborns that I did not want to find out about. That uh, it's uh, let me just tell you, it is not fair. It's not that is not a fair exchange. My dog doesn't doesn't shoot poop onto my hand. Oh, the splash zone. The splash zone. <laughs> there's there's these blowouts? things. There's you get these, some blowouts. No, no, there? no. I will. Uh, is it called? Is it called a baby Frida uh, whistle? Yeah. Look up a baby Frida whistle and get back to me and see if you have to do that to your dog. All right. Well, this this has not helped my argument. Well, I Joe, will not be showing this to my girlfriend. No, Joe, show that to your girlfriend. Yeah, show, show the whistle to your girlfriend. Joe, as the uh, one that, that doesn't have bad. kids, I think it's a fair deal. I I would take right? I would take the uh, the so. animal, the pet over the diapers. I, I think that's a fair I, deal. I think you'll I think have math, to do it longer, but I think it's favor. worthwhile. I think that's and good. Then, and and the winter, do you really want to go outside in the winter when it's four degrees and you know? No, the 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 dog poop's easier to pick up in the winter because it freezes. Yeah, that's true. True. That is true. Okay, yeah. in the summer then, when it, when you can't you know you can't pick up soup with a plastic bag, and that well, happens. I understand that. I, I'm just telling you, man. Look up the look up the baby Frida whistle and get back to me. Thanks for the call, Joe. All right, all right. Thanks, guys. There's Joe. He's at the jewels. It's uh, the worst, calling us. man. Abdul, it's you know, disgusting. <laughs> what he said about the 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 soup on the sidewalk. Yeah, I was like uh, a couple weeks ago when it was a little bit warmer. Gus and I were on a long walk, and he just randomly started going. <laughs> Dog. You know how dogs get the like, yeah, yeah, and then they start, they like start the. You're like, do you have a hairball? Like, you're not a cat. Yeah, no, then, my dog does that. And he threw up, Ugh. but it was straight vile. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like liquid mm-hmm. bile, and, but yes, bile. Yeah, bile. And um, there was someone in their front yard mm-hmm. watching me, and you're in the city, so they're like standing right there, they're making sure you pick and, everything well, up. But like, so I I get a bag out. 
and like I make the effort and I like wipe the bag on the concrete mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to like you can't there's no it's straight liquid no, you, you can't, can't pick anything up, up. No. <laughs> and I was like okay here you go see I cleaned it up because I always clean that's a, the worst people in the world are the people that don't clean up after their dogs oh my god because someone especially, else is gonna step in it especially during the snow but just because you think it's going to be covered in a layer and snow means it's going to yeah. go away no someone, because then the snow did that on our block because then the snow melts it. and guess what there's landmines everywhere now before we get too off track i will do this because i i despise those that leave the dog stuff on the sidewalk and they on, leave it you get on next door like if i no if if i uh if i don't have a bag I will go all the way back inside and come all the way back out to get it. Yeah. Without the dog. Oh, yeah. So now he's inside. Oh, no. Yeah. So, like, that's the weirdest. When you're just walking down the street with a bag and then you, like, finally find it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the worst. When you're in I've someone's, like, front yard looking for it with your phone. But you don't want to be that because the person is, like, you, a person sees you walk away and you have to be like, I don't well, have a bag. I'm going to come right back. I'm going to promise you I I'm coming right make, back. I try to make it as quick as possible yeah. so like their ring doorbell can see me come back yes. to get it. Yeah. Because that's what like, I don't want to be the guy you that's on the ring. You exaggerate. You're yeah. like, oh, where are the bags? <laughs> Every time I do, I go, oh, there's no, oh, where, gosh, there's no where bags. Are the bags? Oh. <laughs> Every time I do that, because I'm worried that someone's going to clip a ring video of Absolutely. me going, you're going to be on next no door. <laughs> Tommy Palatine, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, guys. So, okay, first off, the, the correct answer is two eggs. Okay. Unless you're, make, unless you're making an omelet. If okay. you're making an omelet, you got to do three because otherwise you don't got the critical mass. Sure. Mass. But if you're doing, like, boiled eggs or... Uh, Hard boiled or poached or over easy. Two's yeah, two's the right answer. Two's is right. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, So second thing, we keep on talking about the draft, but free agency is going to come and go. Sure. Long before the draft, I think we should really be talking about what are the targets in free agency because that's going to. I mean, who we get in free agency is going to impact who we want to get in the draft, right? Yeah, I agree with you, Tom. And that's why I primarily think the defensive line needs to be addressed in free agency because then you won't have yep. a need of getting that tackle as early as you do. Thus, you'll be more willing to move back a little bit and yeah. hopefully you land that number one wide receiver. There's not like, oh, this stud wide receiver is a free agent. Like, it's not a, a great free agent class. So having all this money, you better spend it wisely because you don't want to overpay for mediocre talent. But they can fill some of the depth and some of the holes on this team in free agency, and then that'll kind of tell you what they're thinking in the draft. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks right. for the call, Tom. Thanks, appreciate Tom. you. We go to Kevin in Homewood. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Kevin? Hey, guys. So I'm just getting in the car from uh, finish of work day. I'm hearing the conversation. I'm just laughing like, are we talking about sports? Because we got a lot of that going on in town, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I, one of the things that we were doing with our dog when she was having problems last year, she was having, like, you couldn't pick it up. So I started grabbing old water bottles that we hadn't uh, tossed in the recycling yet or if we had a metal water bottle and just filled it up at the sink. And then, like, if we had that problem, couldn't pick it up, I didn't want to have neighbor problems. Right, so yeah, right. Wash I've done that before. My- oh, that's smart. I've done that in my backyard before because we have like a like a sidewalk that goes through to the to the grass area, and I've done that when she's like she's thrown up there. You got to take the because you can't wait for the rain because then it starts to smell and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you got to wash it down. Kevin, what do you then think of the sports? What do you got for us? Sports, oh, sports, sports, uh, chat us. 
Sports chat. Oh my gosh. I, I think the, 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 the Bulls need a giant water bottle just like this. You know, it's like okay. I, I, I I thought I knew when when uh Lonzo went down last year and there was those games, those Friday night games, the back to back nights when they played oh god, I think the Bucks and maybe the Celtics or somebody, that when we got blown out bad on national, that this was not gonna last. Right. And I I'm at the point where I I there's so many problems that you going back to like sometimes Sylvie says it all starts at the top and it does. And I think that this is the problem with the bulls is that they, they just put the people in place that, you know, they have good ideas, but then they run out quick and they just don't last. And I, I, I want to believe in Acme, you know, to, to get us through this, but um, I don't know. I, I, everyone's accelerating much faster than we are as a team. And I, I think the draft and, you know, keeping IO around, I would, if there's one player I want to keep on this team, it's IO. And that's about all I can say about the Bulls. So thanks for the call, Kevin. Appreciate you. I, I, the Bulls are in a tough spot. I, I get the cons- concern with, uh, you know, what, what Kevin's saying there, but when you don't have top level superstars, it's really tough to mix it up and get like all star players and, and role guys to have them win at a very high level. You don't see that in the NBA. You just don't. And so you either have to make uh, really crazy moves to acquire that number one guy, or you have to draft them. But the Bulls are not in position to draft as high as they need to in the draft to get that number one guy. They're basically stuck where they're at. So that's where it is. And they they beat Orlando on Saturday. Yeah. And they uh, play tomorrow, Clippers, tomorrow night. There they'll, you go. They'll play those basketball games. Well, that, that's what you're adding to this? Dude, I told you about this team. <laughs> they're, not, they're, they're not doing anything that's worthy of us spending <laughs> time on it. They'll play those basketball talk to games. Me when, talk to me when they don't make moves in uh, 10 days at the trade deadline. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. It's Black and Abdallah. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. saw Shay Norling in the Twitch chat earlier. Please let David Kaplan know Black and Abdallah will be in for Greeny tomorrow, 10 a.m. on ESPN 1000. So, Shay, let David Kaplan know that we would like to have some crosstalk at 10 a.m. You know what's weird? We told him he wasn't going to make the show today. Did he not make it? And I tune in huh. as I'm awake to feed my newborn baby daughter. Sure. At 7 a.m. She starts crying around 6.50. Well, she knows. Cap and Jay Hood are She's about like, to hit Cap, the airwaves. Turn it on. So turn it on, be ready. Dad. I want to hear Cap talk about the game he was at. And guess what? Jonathan opens the show, gives some great thoughts, throws to Cap. Nothing. Oh, he wasn't there. He didn't make it. Wow. We were right. Wow. He didn't make it. Huh. 
But he told us he had a driver. Oh, he had a he I've was gonna get driver. there. I'm gonna get there. And guess I've what? Got a driver. I was also up for a feeding <laughs> at four AM. Yeah. And I saw him tweeting. And I was like, Oh, maybe he'll make it. He tweet he did the in case you missed it quote tweet of his own tweet. And uh <laughs> like of his video. Really? The, in case you missed it. Did he really? And yeah, he did in case you missed it, I was at a game. And I was like, Oh, maybe he will make it. <laughs> Nah, he's not going to make it. No, he didn't make it. We were right. He's like, no, I'll make it. Uh, go back and listen. I have a driver. Go back and listen to Friday's Shay? show. Shay, I have a driver. Go back and listen to Friday's crosstalk and how didn't adamant say, he was that he was going to make it. When he said to us, I have a driver, didn't I say that same driver has to sit in traffic as well? No, no, he knows, <laughs> no, the, he no, knows the routes. He knows, he knows, he knows the good. There. He knows the good routes. <laughs> The good routes? What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. That's right. Black and Abdal, we're in for Greeny tomorrow right here on ESPN 1000. Please tweet the Catman tonight. Yeah. Let him know ahead of time. Black and Abdal, we will be here at 10 a.m. And we would like crosstalk tomorrow at 10 a.m. In for Greeny. We have a good song of the night coming up in just a moment. But first, Armando in Melrose Park here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Armando? How's it going, guys? I just got uh, on my way home from work. I love you guys. The show, you guys are great. Thanks, man. I just got to say that that caller, with, uh, I'm a new father also, Abdallah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Congrats. Um, but there is no way that is fair. It's not, um, right? <laughs> it, it, they're delusional. You know, of course, two guys who don't have kids would say that. But um, it is... <laughs> Imagine 3 a.m. telling her that the dog didn't go take a shit, so I don't have to go pick. I don't have to change a diaper. Like it just would not happen. Or, like, or the I times, or the times, Armando, when you get everything done, and then it's like, oh well, I just heard something else. Now we got to rechange. Whoop. We got to unclothe. We got to yeah. rechange. We well, got to do this all again. Keeping you guys on your toes. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a whole different appreciation that you. Uh, <laughs> have for your significant other so yeah i would definitely say that there's no way that's even fair and to think that that's fair is just crazy yeah well i mean it's all about the lifespan right it's the diapers will be done in a couple of years where a pet you're cleaning up for still many doesn't many matter. years beyond doesn't, that it's, it's about uh i would still say that if you if you did the math the amount in those two to three years is probably do the math you can figure it out. Nacho and Berwin, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's uh, up? Thanks for the call. Um, I want to also bring you back on that one guy with the uh, exchange about dogs <laughs> walking and baby diaper changing. First of all, if he, he even makes it, brings it up to the, to the wife, it's going to be problems from <laughs> day one. I got $2 on my own. I yeah. actually loved it. The diaper changing. I was always like, I, I had it down to a science. Did it all the time. Loved it. Not my favorite. Not my number one job, but yeah. definitely, it's an experience. I promise you, once he does one, it's gonna change his mind for sure. Oh, absolutely. All right, I mean, down. Well, Thanks hopefully he does. Hopefully he Thank says, you. "Oh yeah, you're right. This is not a fair exchange." Because that's, I mean, let's see, twelve. Let's do some quick math here. Twelve yeah. diapers. You do math. I'm gonna do 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 math. Twelve diapers a day. Yeah. Three hundred and sixty-five days a year. It's a lot of days. Times, let's say three. It, you years. don't get any off days in that. Thirteen thousand one hundred and forty diapers. No, no off days in there. You went for the full uh, no three sixty-five. Do you take days off? Yeah. 
Yeah, why not? When you were a kid, did you take days off? Yeah. You just don't go to the bathroom at all. There <laughs> no. are days when you don't do anything. I went off on my own. Because you have to you have I to change. It out. You can't it's not you're not just changing poop. You're changing everything. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, it's a whole thing. That's a lot of days. Should let that know. Uh, let let the younger guys around here know that that math. Abdul, scare them. Thirteen thousand one hundred and forty diapers. Some good birth control there. That yeah. math. Black yeah. Abdul. Each night around six fifty, we play for you the song of the night. I wanna rock. Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because dial. it's time for what dial? There's there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an. Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdullah's song of the night. Yo, Larry. Tonight's song, we go to the Beatles. Get back from 1969. It's your song of the night. Jojo was a man who thought he was a loner, but he knew it couldn't last. Jojo lived his home in Tucson, Arizona, lost in California grass. Picturing a uh, performance on top of a building with the Beatles may or may not have been their last performance as a group. It was their last performance as a group, the last public performance as a group. Uh, on today in 1969, the Beatles performed an impromptu concert on the rooftop of their Apple Records Corporation in London. It was about 42 minutes until police came to shut it down. They played Get Back a couple times. They played 10 songs, Get Back a few times, Don't Let Me Down, I Got a Feeling, One After 909, Dig a Pony, God Save the Queen, and then uh, Don't Let Me Down Again, and then Get Back Again to end it, and then they were kicked off the roof. The rooftop performance can be seen. Uh, It's a live album. It can also be seen in a couple documentaries, including the Get Back documentary and that long Beatles one that Apple put out earlier this year, earlier, what, last year, a couple years ago, whatever. It was like 10 parts. Peter Jackson made it, I think. Um, Somehow it was uh, not longer than the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it was. Just walking through the fields. But yeah, today was the The last, uh, today was the last performance by the Beatles. All right, that's that's a pretty good uh, date of note in musical history. Yeah, January thirtieth, absolutely. And I think um, I think John Lennon ended it by saying, "We want to thank everybody, and please let us know if we nailed the audition <laughs> after their long performance." Uh, we also have only featured the Beatles two other times on the song that night. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, I mean, compared like. Metallica, so Metallica it's like, like 12. Yeah. Yeah. All right, the Beatles, get back. It's your song of the night. Get back, Loretta. Your mommy's waiting for you. Wearing a high heel shoes and a low neck sweater. Get back home, Loretta. Get back. Get back. Get back to where you want to belong. Turn 
up the volume and don't touch that dial because dial. it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdullah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. We'll be back in two minutes. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.